I believe there is a there's some ministry that the Holy Ghost is wanting to do here right now. Wait, wait, I feel to go about it a little different. We'll probably next service do prayer for needs. But the problem is too many times when we do that, it's one thing for a you know an, an unsaved person, but for us as believers. We, we ought to know better. However, we still come with very specific desires and requests. And too many times, we don't really come caring what he thinks is best and wants to do. We just come to get what we want. So I, I feel, and it's kind of been a theme throughout here this evening, and, and I, I feel like it just ties together. So if, if you have a need tonight, and, and I'm not going to exclude physical, because some of you have a, a physical need that you probably need to do what I'm about to say, but I mean, it's, it's not just, you know, it's not just a cold that's going away in a couple of days. But rather than inviting you to come, to stand where you are, or to come, and for us to join together and pray for your need, We've sung about surrender tonight. And some of you just simply need to surrender the issue, the need, the problem, whatever it is. You just need to surrender it. Because some of you are wrestling with God with it. And God can't resolve it the way He wants to resolve it as long as you're wrestling with Him on what He has to do. Some of you need to surrender and then Maybe I, they, they're, they're sensitive. They, can, they, they know how to flow. They may sing this same song again. I've used the analogy many times. I'll use it again, I'm sure. But if you've got a glass that's got leftover liquid sitting in the bottom of it, if you just simply put that glass under running water, and let that water flow in. You let that fresh water flow in long enough, it'll push out the other stuff. And some of you need to just let God do some flowing. You not focus on what you need or what you want. Just let God do some flowing in and let God decide what needs to happen, how it needs to happen, what needs to be pushed out or not. So, so here's what I want you to do. I need you folks, you may not need to go too far because some of you may need to come back. But I want some space. And, and I want you to hear me, please. Somebody hear me. I do not want anybody coming to pray for assuming I'm in the Holy Ghost and I'm not missing it. And somebody comes. I do not want anybody coming to pray until I give the release. sometimes we do the same thing in our praying for other people that we do for ourselves. We get kind of locked in what God ought to be doing. And we might be missing it. I'm, we may in a few moments give the green light if you feel to minister to somebody. But until I say so, this is going to be a one-on-one -on -one thing. Individuals and God. So some of you got some family situations. Some of you are dealing with possibly from financial. I'm going to go back to the health. I know some of you and you may not feel like you need to respond to this and I'll trust you, but some of you are dealing with some health situations. 
I'm telling you, I feel in the Holy Ghost tonight, there is a, there is a surrender that needs to happen. Some of you are trying to figure out some direction for your life, trying to get some answers for some things. And rather than wrestling with God for the answer and the direction, you just need, God, I, give the, I surrender this to you. Fill this place. Because if you'll fill this place, I know we sing it and kind of mean it about this place, but as I've said before, it also applies, fill this place. If He will fill this place, there's some stuff that's inside of me that He can wash out of me and do what needs to be done. So if you're down here for this, so be it. But if you feel the Holy Ghost is talking to you right now, I want you to come down here. I want you to lift your hands, and I want you to begin to surrender. I want some of you, you may not everybody might need to do it exactly this way, but some of you need to come down here, and you need to begin to tell God what it is you are surrendering. God, I am surrendering this situation. I'm surrendering these circumstances. Some of you, it might have to do with ministry stuff. God, I am surrendering this to you. I surrender all. It's yours, God, to fix. It's yours to solve. It's yours to do with however you see fit, whatever you see best. I got my opinions. I got my desires. I got my wishes and my wants. But more than anything, God, I want what you want. Because what you want is best. What your plan is, is best. Your answer is best. Your solution is best. I'm not going to box you in. I'm not going to lock you in to what you have to do to please me. Do whatever you want to do. I surrender all. Fill every heart. Fill every life right now. As you pour in, God, things are going to be washed out. Things are going to be done as a result of you pouring in. I know this may sound silly for some of you, but some of you need to imagine yourself seeing the situation and physically taking your hands off of it, releasing it. God, I'm giving it to you. You are in control. You know what I'm dealing with. You know the circumstances. You know the issues I'm facing. And you've got the answer. You've got the power and the ability to work it out. Just want I don't want just to pursue what you can do or give me. I want to just be with you, God. I don't want to just be after what I can get from you. I just want you. I just want you to fill this place. I want you to occupy this place, Lord. I release it, God. I release it. I surrender all. I surrender all. I surrender every problem. I surrender every issue. I, I surrender every need. I surrender every question. 
here. I surrender all to you, Jesus. I surrender it all. I surrender it all. Hallelujah. If some of you feel led to pray for somebody, you can do that now. You feel directed to minister to somebody, you can do that. In the name of Jesus. Come on, this isn't about getting the answer right now. It's about surrendering. This isn't about getting the solution right now. It's about surrendering. This isn't a trick or a way to trick God just to get what we want. This is about letting go and letting God have it. It's yours, God. Do what you want. Do what you want, God. Do what you want, God. Oh, yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Fill this place, God. Everything I'm worried about would be all right if you'll fill this place. Every issue that's got me distracted will be all right if you'll just fill this place. Every crisis I'm facing, it'll be all right if you'll just fill this place, Lord. Fill this place. Fill this place. Hallelujah! 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 Hallelujah!
God is doing. Some you can see, others you may not necessarily see, but it's a sign of what God is doing. I realize not all of you were here Thursday night, but the Holy Ghost spoke to us in a very clear, prophetic way. And I know we have a tendency to respond after a message, and all that's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But Brother Isaac just shared some things he was feeling, and I think in the in the vein of surrender that we've already been in. Some people in this place that you're there is a desire, there is a hunger. You do have a desire to be a part of the things of God, to be used by God. Some of you have let life not just problems or issues, some of you let success. Blessings that are turning into curses get in the way. Brother Herring said it Thursday night. I shared as a confirmation vision he saw of a group of cells and then cells breaking off. All of that was meant in a positive sense. The only way for that to happen is for people to be surrendered, yielded, committed. God, whatever you want from me, wherever you want to send me, whatever you want me to do, that's the number one thing that I want. Some of you have got some stuff you need to lay on the altar because it's gotten in the way of you pursuing a relationship with God and all that's a given. I shouldn't have to say that. But pursuing what God is calling you to, where God's trying to take you. Jesus said it Himself, the harvest is plenteous. The laborers are few. I don't, know if we'll, I don't know if I'll preach. I felt like I had a message for tonight. But I don't care if I don't preach. We're going we're gonna to go another step and a little bit of a different direction. But again, not in response to a message. In response to the Spirit. Some people will invite you to get out of your seat and come down to this altar to freshly commit and surrender yourself to the plan and the purpose of God for your life. That that's what you want more than anything else. Not your career, not your dreams, not your ambitions, but God's plan and God's purpose. And some of you need to start by asking God to forgive you for letting stuff get in the way of pursuing what He's called you to. But once you do that, that shouldn't take you all night. But a fresh surrender, a fresh commitment. God, I want to be a participant, not just in what you're doing, but what in, in what you're going to do. And, and I don't become a participant when it starts. I, come a, I become a participant in advance. I believe it. Brother Herring said it Thursday night. 
about that service, and the same thing applies here tonight. There are people in this place. I know of one situation from Thursday night where God spoke to somebody pretty clearly. There's still some more people that God is calling you, but you've got to respond. You've got to decide that means more than anything else. It means more than pleasures means more than you hanging on to the things you like to do and enjoy doing that maybe they're not sin but they're a weight and that if you're going to go where God's calling you to go you got to lay down that weight so anybody if I missed it then we'll move on not putting an age bracket on this either I'm putting an age bracket. It might be young. It may be old. Maybe everything in between. Come on, there's no. You're not coming down here to stand and wait on something. You get down here. You need to start. Here I am, Lord. I'm surrendering afresh and anew. Your purpose, your plan for my life, God. More than my dreams, more than my ambitions, more than my plans, more than my desires. Your purpose, my place in your kingdom. I want it, God. Here I am. I want that more than anything else, God. I want the thing that you created me for, the reason you created me, God. I want that to be fulfilled i got to have that more than anything else in this world. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I don't know how long we'll do this. I know it'll be more than 30 seconds. Come on, if we do this as this is all we do for the rest of the night, so be it. Some of you are, some of you are individually in a pivotal place. You're in a pivotal place where God is drawing and trying to call you to something, to some place. You can apply that physically, you can apply that figuratively. Some of you, it's not about going to another physical location, but it's about going to the place in the spirit and in ministry that God has called you to, created you for. I would say the majority of you down here tonight, your issues aren't sin. The issue's not sin, it's the weights. It's the weights you've accumulated. It's the, it's the weights that you're dragging around that are the hindrance. you got to lay aside every weight. I don't want anything keeping me, God, from what you've created me for. I don't want anything keeping me from what you called me to, God. I want everything you've got. I want to become everything you've called me to be. Not my agenda, not my plans. 
not my goals, not my dreams. I want what you want, God. I want what you want, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. All of it, Jesus. All of it, Jesus. All of it, Jesus. Remove every distraction. Remove every hindrance. I lay aside every weight, Lord. I lay aside every weight, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I don't want to have a take it or leave it attitude, God, with regards to what you've called me to, with regards to the purpose you've given me, God. I want a passion to pursue. I want a passion to pursue it, God. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Not my will, but your will be done, Lord. Not my will, but your will be done. You are the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me, God, into what you want, what you've called me to be. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus name. Jesus name in Jesus name Alabando robo koye alarabosa talabahai The name of Jesus in 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 the name of Jesus Kalarabando robo seye alaraboko satalabahai
Oh, yes, Lord. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about your purpose, your plan, God. The name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I uh, have a tendency in my nature to always internalize my struggles, meaning to basically never acknowledge that there is an enemy who is fighting against me. So therefore, when I make mistakes, when I sin, I pretty much always interpret that as what's my issue, what's my struggle, how did I fail, why did I fail? Not acknowledging that there is an enemy who is out to destroy me. I just felt this a moment ago. There's some people in this place tonight who have been through some significant struggles in your walk with God. Maybe you've made some significant mistakes. Maybe mistakes some people know about. Maybe there's some mistakes that by the grace of God, it's only you and God that know about. I believe there's some people in this place tonight that because of those struggles and mistakes feel like you are now disqualified from what God has called you to be, what God intended to be in your life. And I say, said what I said a moment ago, not to provide you an excuse but I do believe there's some people in this place tonight that the struggles you have been through, the mistakes you've made, was not just out of carnal flesh, whatever. But there was an enemy who set a trap and has attempted to take your life, maybe physically, but really more so, I mean it in the context of spiritually. And that he was doing that because somehow there was a glimpse or whatever. I don't, I'm not here to try to get all whatever on you. But somehow God gave him an insight or something to the calling and the purpose for your life. And so again, not excusing your sins, not excusing your struggles. But as heard me say Psalm 119 176 verses I believe it's around 170 of those verses the psalmist 
make statements with regards to the Word of God, acknowledging the Word of God, declaring the Word of God. Words like statutes, precepts, judgments, laws, commandments, testimonies, etc. There's only about five verses, if I'm not mistaken, that don't have one of those words in them. But the last verse, the last verse after all of that, I know I might catch somebody off guard. Is anybody can anybody up there put Psalm 119, verse 176? Listen to what, look at, look at what the last, this is after all of that, all of the declarations about the Word of God, etc. He gets to the end and says, I've gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant because I do not forget your commandments. A person's sentencing varies depending on if it was first degree murder premeditated involuntary whatever just because you've made mistake doesn't mean you were a rebellious rank sinner after all of the things he said about the word of God the last thing he says is I've gone astray but I don't forget your commandments Don't forget that the one Jesus gave the keys of the kingdom to is the one out of all of them. Judas is a whole separate thing. But out of all of the remaining disciples, the faithful, committed disciples, the one that Jesus gave the keys to the kingdom to was Peter. The one who denied Jesus. Did Jesus not know Peter was going to deny him? Was he surprised by Peter's decision to deny him? He knew it all in advance and gave him the keys. And when Peter denied him, did Jesus ask for the keys back? I believe there's some people in this place, it may be only one person, I think it's more than one person. But in the vein that we're in, I believe there's some people in this place tonight that your your hunger and desire is not your, it's not the problem, you've got it. But the, the fail, and I'm talking about failures and mistakes as you've been living for God. I'm not talking about your past, I'm talking about walking with God. The failures and mistakes you've made You are now battling with condemnation and guilt and fear that God can no longer do through you what He initially planned to do. And again, I'm not here to make mistakes for wrong decisions. The devil didn't make you or me do anything. But it doesn't change the fact He tries to trap us and destroy us. So I believe there's some people in this place tonight, your struggles were not the result of just bitterness, or excuse me, of of rebellion. But the enemy somehow managed to catch you off guard because the enemy wanted to destroy you, but you are still here. And I believe it's the will of God for somebody, if again, if it's one person, I don't think it's one person, 
But if it's one person, I believe it's the will of God for tonight for that voice to be silenced. And that when you leave this place tonight, there's no longer any fear or worry or doubt or place given to the enemy to tell you, you messed up, you can never become. Oh, you might be saved, but you can never become what God planned for you to be. I believe it's the will of God tonight for that to be put to rest. I realize this may require a little bit of vulnerability, but as I taught, ministered a couple of weeks ago, the scripture says, confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. If we can't be trustworthy in this environment, we got a big problem. But for those of you that may not need to come, if you're sitting there judging those that are coming, wondering what they did, you need to go down to the prayer room. So, obviously this is not the direction I anticipated tonight, but here we are. And once again, I'm putting an age bracket on this. But if you're here this evening, and you're battling for whatever reasons, whatever you've been through, whatever you've done, however you've messed up or failed, the mistakes you've made, you are battling with feeling like you can now never become what it was God originally intended for you to become I want you to come stand down here. And I believe that God is going to give some people some victory tonight over that voice of the enemy. That you have not forfeited your right. You have not forfeited your purpose, your calling. God knew before He ever called you. Just like He knew with Peter. God knew before He ever called you. The failures, the mistakes... I know God's been here all evening, but I just felt some angels right now, first time all night. I'm going to give it just another moment because I think there, there might be one or two more that still. I'm not saying that to put pressure on somebody. I'm saying that to give opportunity. Some of you need to reach in your pocket. <laughs> the keys are still there. The keys are still there in spite of your mistakes. In spite of the failures you've had, the keys are still in your pocket. Because God knew in advance, in the name of Jesus. I'll take some folks now if you'll come. Come on. Tonight, the voice of condemnation, the voice of accusation from the enemy... Silence tonight. God hasn't changed His mind. You haven't forfeited. You have not aborted your purpose and your calling, your place in the kingdom. God hasn't taken back things He gave you. What did Jesus say to Peter? Simon, Simon, Satan... Satan has desired to sift you as wheat, but I pray that your faith fail not. And when you are converted, God knew every one of you in the sifting the enemy wanted to do. God knew every one of you in the sifting the enemy was going to try to do in your life. 
But I believe the same thing God said, Jesus said to Peter applies to you. I prayed for you. When you are converted, you're going to get through this, Peter. You're going to get through this, Peter. And when you do, I'm still going to do everything I intended. I'm still going to use you in the way I planned. If it hasn't happened yet in your life, it's not because God has changed His mind. It's not because God has gone back on what He planned for you. Maybe it's the season. It's the timing. But it's not a change of mind in God's part, on God's part. Whatever mistakes you've made, however you've fallen, however you stumbled, God knew all of it before He called you. God knew all of it before He called you. It hasn't taken God by surprise, it hasn't caught God off guard.
in the name of Jesus. We may have gone astray, Lord, like a lost sheep. We may have gone astray, Lord, like a lost sheep, but we don't forget Your Word. We don't forget the calling. We don't forget there's a purpose. We may have struggled in pursuing it. We may have gotten off course and distracted, but we still want it. We're still hungry. We still desire it, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, I take dominion and authority tonight over the voice of condemnation that wars against each one of these minds, God. In the name of Jesus, I pray for a renewing of these minds, Lord. That there be a renewing of these minds, that there would be faith and confidence in Your call, Your purpose, Your plan. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, the Holy Ghost is still doing some things in some hearts and lives right now. Come on, the Holy Ghost is still doing some stuff. Father, I pray tonight for the everything the enemy has tried to destroy and take from these lives, everything the enemy's tried to steal. I speak restoration tonight, God. Everything the enemy has stolen. I pray, God, that they would recover all in the name of Jesus. God, things the enemy has stolen, but you've preserved them. The enemy may have stolen them, but he hasn't been allowed to destroy them. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name
Jesus' name, in 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 Jesus' name. in regards to the lives of the men and the women of the Bible. We are looking from the perspective of what they accomplished, the victories, the results. That's what we see first. We look back, we see their successes. But if you keep going further back in their lives, pretty much every man or woman of God in Scripture that was used in some significant way, significant place in the kingdom, you can easily, easily not have to go digging not have to go searching really hard. You can easily find mistakes, failures, struggles. I was just, as I was feeling to say this, I was just kind of going through in my mind a few characters. and One that popped into mind that I'm struggling off the top of my head to come up with a struggle is is Joseph. Off the top of my head, I can't think of some glaring failure or mistake, but he probably should have kept his mouth shut about his dreams. But others of them, it's easy. Abraham, Jacob, David, every single one of them before God called them he knew every mistake 
He knew every struggle they were going to have. He knew every failure there was going to be in their lives. And it did not stop him from calling. It's a wonderful thing to read what Paul says about Abraham. Paul says that Abraham was fully persuaded. And if you and I aren't careful, we get stuck on the fully persuaded part and struggle with our ups and downs with our faith. But all you got to do is read just a little bit. And you find out from a human perspective, I don't think Abraham was fully persuaded. There were some decisions Abraham made. There were some things Abraham did that to me don't line up (laughs) with being fully persuaded. If he was fully persuaded, why did he lie about who Sarah was? If he was fully persuaded, why did he let Sarah talk him into lying with Hagar? But the scripture says he was fully persuaded. I think the reason is because God measures us by the outcome not by the day-to-day ups and downs. The Bible says of Job that in all these things he didn't charge God foolishly. Have you ever read some of the things Job said? Is God lying? Is the Scripture lying? No. 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 God's not all that bothered and worried about the day-to-day ups and downs. It's the outcome. So I say again to some of you here tonight, God's intention on the outcome has not changed one bit because of your ups and downs, your struggles, your failures. His plans are the same. The calling is the same. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She just, for a moment, care if you say anything or not. You just close your eyes. I just before we move on to anything else, we just feel like we just need to linger for another another moment. Those of you that have had surgery know when the anesthesia is over with, you don't just jump up out of the bed and run on and get back to life. You linger. <laughs> feel like God's done some surgery on some people here the last few moments. We just need to just take another moment or two and linger. 
name of Jesus. Give us the grace, God, to focus on hearing that still, small voice that comes from you. Because that voice doesn't accuse, that voice doesn't beat us down, that voice doesn't berate us. That voice corrects, but it encourages and gives hope. Give us the grace, God, to hear your voice. Give us the discernment, God, to better recognize the voice of the enemy. So that rather than giving place to it to torment us and discourage us, we can recognize it and deal with it in the ways your word has instructed us. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against you. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I want us to... uh, join together. You can just remain seated, but I want us to join together. Brother Kevin's requested prayer for Ava. We prayed for her Thursday evening. She has a procedure tomorrow try to help deal with the infection that's going on in her body. Let's join together. I know we feel like when we pray, we got to scream and holler, but God's power is no less. Brother John Weitzel, would you just reach over there and put your hand on Kevin's shoulder and pray for him, pray with him as the rest of us join together. Father, we join together right now agreeing, God, that you would touch Ava by the power of your Spirit come against the infection that's in her body and take dominion and authority over it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We speak healing into her body, Lord, in Jesus' name. We pray, God, that you would give her peace and rest, Lord. Give her mind peace. Every tormenting thought of the enemy, every fear that may war against her, I pray that you would guard her mind with your peace. That your angels minister to her right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. By the power of your Spirit. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, 
Praise God.